Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Let's talk about some haunted hotels in Portland, shall we? Okay, let's do that. Have you heard of the famous Heathman and Benson Hotel? I am familiar with both of those hotels. Yes. Well, good. I'm going to talk about the Benson. Okay. It resides in downtown Portland, and it was built in 1913 by the logging millionaire Simon Benson. Do you think he knew the bandage man? Hey, you are so psychic, because wait. Wait till you hear this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it gets good. Okay, right on. Yeah. It was specifically built to place Portland into international prominence, featuring Italian marble floors, Mm. Austrian crystal chandeliers, a special walnut wood throughout the hotel imported from the deep forests of Russia, Mm. and boasts of a long list of celebrity guests, politicians, even stating that every president since William H. Taft have been a guest of the Benson Hotel. Simon Benson took over the management himself to ensure the hotel would be profitable, and he sold it in 1919. The hotel has undergone several major renovations, where in 1959 the property was expanded to add an additional 175 rooms. Guests of the hotel were greeted with a complimentary cup of hot clam nectar. Hot clam nectar? Yeah. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard of no in my one- life. <laughs> no wonder Here's it's your complimentary. complimentary. <laughs> no kidding. Here's your cup of clam nectar. Why hey, don't you go ahead and hey, take a seat? It was the coffee before coffee became <laughs> that a thing. sounds so gross. <laughs> I dare you to go in there and ask for like my, my clam nectar, cup. please. No, I think it's holly, some sexual term holly, or something. <laughs> and now it is said... They have upgraded to Starbucks coffee being delivered to the rooms. Does Starbucks serve hot clam nectar? I and people so. always reminisce about the old days. Well, they clearly. I'll, I'll have a tall hot clam, please. <laughs> hold the hold the whip. It is said to be highly haunted, and the main ghost is Simon Benson himself. He is said to be seen descending the grand staircase to the lobby, wearing a dark, expensive suit and looking all dashing, dapper, very dapper Dan. Mr. Benson, a teetotaler, hated drinking and was a strong supporter of prohibition. He doesn't sound very fun to me. No. Guests say drinks will mysteriously disappear on tables. Wine bottles will get overturned, including people reporting being tapped on their shoulder. And then when they look, there's nobody there. Hmm. Not even a staff member. The worst part is when they're, you know, talking and somebody comes up and shoves their elbow up. And they spill their drink on themselves, and then they look all embarrassed, or they drop it on the floor, and they have to apologize, and then the staff has to come clean it up, knowing all well that the ghost did it, but they're secretly like, oh, they're going to give me a big tip, because not only did they spill their drink, but now I get to cut them off because they're clearly inebriated. (laughs) Well, remind me not to go to the Benson Hotel for drinks anytime soon. Others have seen Mr. Benson in lumberjack attire. What? I know. He changes, apparently. When he's in his lumberjack attire, 
He's usually hanging out and observing meetings in the back of the conference rooms. Hmm. Like he's judging everything. Yeah. There are other ghosts, too, in this hotel, though. Okay. So floor nine is said to have a little boy haunting the hallways, crying. Floor 9 also has another apparition appearing to some as the late drummer Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix experience. He died in his room at the Benson on November 12, 2008, and they say it's of natural causes. Also, the other apparition they speculate might be the ghost of Mr. Benson's son. It is reported that this boy likes to jump out behind bedside tables and scare guests in a joking sort of manner. Staff members are said to leave out candy and toys for the boy in hopes to see him appear. There is also a ghost appearing as a hotel porter who assists anyone who needs help by lending a hand up or down the stairs and then just poof, he disappears. Do you have to tip him or does he wait? (laughs) Does he wait for the money and then he disappears? Floors 7 and 12 are also said to be haunted with noises and shadows. There's a lady in a white long dress seen walking the halls in a hurry with her purse as if she is late for an event. Some guests also report a lady in a blue turquoise dress who appears in hotel mirrors and in the downstairs lobby. All of these reports and more of hauntings can be found on Yelp Reviews, which is a great resource of ghost stories. Do you remember what the most current ghost stories were on Yelp? Like how recent people have seen them? Yeah, so the latest story was of this lady. She said she stayed in a room, I think it was 2019 in June, and she said that she was woken up by strange banging noises, which... That's kind of funny. But, um, <laughs> but really, um, I, she was thinking it was haunted. And so she said she got no sleep. She said it was creepy. Um, Why would she think that noise is uh, from a ghost? I'm just, did she say? Well, what? no, she didn't. If but I she heard just... that in a hotel, I would naturally think it's not a ghost, that it's two very much alive people having a very good time. Well, maybe the banging wasn't against the wall, Holly. <laughs> maybe it was like ethereal banging above your head. Maybe it was more like a clanking, like a like chains rattling. Yeah, she didn't like give a, much ooh. details, but she did say, I just want you to know this hotel is haunted, so beware. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I need to know. Then. That's all. It, she was very brief. If I ever stayed at this hotel, Holly, I would definitely order the support fish. What is that? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's a little glass fish bowl with an actual live blue fish in the bowl that the hotel will give you as a companion for the night. They give you a blue fish. It's to hard to believe that the ghosts. same hotel that gave you clam juice in the morning <laughs> also can give you a live support fish. What is their obsession fish? with fish? I don't get it. They give you clam nectar and they give you a blue fish to protect you from spirits. That is bizarre. I can't wait also to talk about the Heathman. It's also very haunted. It's in downtown Portland. Very famous hotel made even more famous after it was featured in the filming of Fifty Shades of Grey. It was named after George Heathman, a contractor who built the hotel in 1927 with the purpose of attracting high society and artists. A local radio station, Coin Radio, moved into the hotel bringing lots of live entertainment. In later years, Arlene Schnitzer Hall, a beautiful grand concert auditorium, was built next to the hotel, offering the Heathman celebrity guests. And every author who has a book tour to Portland is said to stay at this hotel because of their extensive library tradition. See, the hotel has a library filled with over 3,000 
first edition books no signed shit. by the author. Really? I didn't know that. That's yes. Oh, guess what? Even a special edition of Harry Potter is signed by J.K. Rowling. Really? I know. You should try to mention Harry Potter every time. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with that show. And somehow it always relates to what we're talking about. I, so many, I know so many I don't people know obsessed why. with Harry Potter. So many people. The hotel is so super haunted. It has a dark curse over all rooms ending in number three. Oh. Specifically, the room 703, where it was verified by a manager and reported that a guest jumped to their death from the room and crashed through the glass window of the library below. What? Hopefully not damaging all those signed books. Oh, my God. Guests reported hearing screaming in these rooms, and a psychic who was doing an investigation on the hauntings said the energy of the person who jumped left a curse on all the rooms as he passed, falling down to his death. So one worker who said that housekeeping reported paranormal activity in room 503 had gone to investigate, and when he opened the door, witnessed a huge, giant spinning ball of energy zipping around the room. This was seen so often that one of the cleaning staff was able to capture a picture of it. This picture, Holly, is said to hang in the workers' break room even today. Some of the stories reported in 503 is of a crying ghost who wakes them up and then vanishes once they turn on a light. Others say their stuff is moved around, and one woman in particular made a complaint saying that someone must have gotten into her room without permission. When the manager asked for further details, she explained her suitcase and clothes had been taken out and placed in different areas of the room. He decided to then do a key audit on her room key, which would show which staff members were entering her room during the day. Of course, the report showed no one but the guest had entered her room. But of course, she was still suspicious, so he decided to replace the woman's key. But the next morning, the woman reported her clothing had been moved again. Now, see, Holly, I wonder if it was mainly just bras and undies that were moved, because <laughs> we just need more details on this stuff, you know? Like we were talking about, nobody gives us enough details on these stories. No, I know. Was she in a room that ended with the number three? Yes, yes, she was. She was in 503. 503. Oh, so that was 503. That was 503. That's the super, the super haunted phone yeah. call room. Yeah. Okay. Do you think it's interesting that it's room 503, considering that Portland's main area code is 503? Hey, I never thought of that. Yeah. Maybe that Rain big ball Man. of energy is just all the people <laughs> calling each other at the same time, and it just generates a big ball of light when everyone's on the phone. That's a fascinating theory. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. That is fascinating. There was a weird occurrence that happened in room 703 while a guest was taking a shower. He heard his TV turn on, and when the guest got out of the shower to turn it off and went back, the TV came back on this time at full volume blaring. That would freak me out. The guest decided to report the incident because he felt there was something wrong with the TV. So the staff came up to investigate, and they tested the TV several times without anything seeming to need fixing. Just as he got up to leave, guess what? Hmm. The TV roared back on. Uh, did, did he unplug it? Well, that was weird. The hotel decided to move the guests, obviously, to a different room after that happened. Yeah. Now, remember that snowstorm of like three inches we had a couple of years ago and it shut the whole city of Portland mm, down? Yes, I do. Well, I was trying to get home one night and was waiting for my bus to come. Finally, we just gave up realizing, okay, the bus is never coming. And several of us was like, okay, we'll just all walk together. Our homes are along the way. And as I was walking along, one of the people was a doorman at the Heathman Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was so nice. And he walked me like a true doorman to my door, making sure I was safe. 
But along the way, he was telling me stories of the Heathman Hotel. Mm. And he said, there are secret rooms and tunnels, which apparently a lot of people don't know about, but there's a passageway that connects the hotel to Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. Oh, cool. And he was telling me at this time, like, they snuck um, David Chappelle, the comedian, back yeah, and forth. Yeah, Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, he thought it was so cool. He's like, I'm totally avoiding all my fans. This is so cool. So are you suggesting that we go to the Heathman Hotel on Halloween and find a staff member to take us through the secret tunnels? Yeah. Okay. But we have to address the part. <laughs> you but the lumberjack. The Heathman, no, at the Heathman, we dress up like Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. I we're at the Heathman. wearing leather and heels. That's and then you can have a whip and chain or something. Why am I SNM? always the whip and chain person? I don't know. It just feels natural to me. <laughs> I also did a couple of hotels. The reason I did these specific hotels, I have a couple of coworkers who suggested these. So I just want to do a shout out to Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. She <laughs> she suggested the first story. It is the uh, Manger Hotel in San Antonio, Texas. She's going to be going there with her family in a couple months. So she thought it would be fun for me to do this. She's a big fan. She's amazing. So I thought, yes, I will do this story for you, Vanessa. Okay, here we go. The Menger Hotel was built on the same land that the Battle of the Alamo was fought in San Antonio, Texas. Cursed. Cursed. Very cursed. Already cursed. Okay, so in February of 1836, William Travis, James Bowie, and Davy Crockett fought the battle with roughly a few hundred Texans and Tijanos. They managed to hold out for 13 days before the Mexican army overtook them. It is believed that a few hundred men were killed on the Texan side with around 600 men killed on the Mexican side. When the Mexican army did finally overtake the Alamo, word spread throughout the United States that these men had lost their lives at the Alamo. William Travis, James Bowie, and David Crockett all died there many men throughout the United States went down to Texas to help the Texans gain their independence from Mexico, which they did a few months later in April of 1836. Only 23 years later, in 1859, the Manger Hotel was opened on this land. So it was not very far after the Alamo happened where they opened this hotel. Wow. The hotel was built by William A. Manger. He was a German immigrant. He came to San Antonio in 1840, and he became a brewmaster. He named his new business the Western Brewery, and it was the first one in Texas. The Western Brewery had been built on part of the Alamo land where the battle had taken place, and just on the other side was a boarding house run by a widower named Mary Gunther. So Menger lived at the boarding house for three years while building his business and eventually convinced the widow Mary Gunther to marry him. She did, and the two of them together decided to turn her boarding house into the elegant hotel, the Menger Hotel. That was convenient. I mean, how many of us just fall in love with somebody like it's gonna just be our by business chance partner, right? and is a right? good business partner? Yeah. yeah. So it really did work out nicely for them. So the hotel opened on February 1st, 1859. It thrived for a while, and the Mengers even decided to expand the hotel from a 50-room hotel to a 90-room hotel. But then the Civil War hit, and the hotel lost a lot of business. The Mengers decided to close the hotel to guests and instead open it as a makeshift hospital for the sick and wounded. So many people passed away in the hotel during this time. Oh, wow. Menger himself passed away there in March of 1871. 
And though it is uncertain of how he died, it appears that he was sick. They don't really have any autopsy records or anything that say how he died. His widow continued with the business as usual and for both the hotel and the brewery. I hate that word. In 1924, the hotel experienced a devastating fire in oh which gosh. most of its expansion was consumed by flames, though the original part of the hotel was okay. No one died in the fire, though some people were injured when the fire truck showed up and hit another car. The witness paranormal activity includes beds levitating off the floor, strange rapping noises, translucent faces appearing in mirrors, cigar smoke in rooms with no smoking, and heavy doors that open on their own accord. So the ghost of Teddy Roosevelt is actually oh, one nice. of the ghosts that haunt this hotel. He used to frequent the hotel when he was alive to recruit people into his quote-unquote Rough Riders army, which was set up to fight the Spanish-American War. Um, his ghost can be seen at the bar, because where else would nice. he be? Um, and the staff have claimed that he has talked to them and tried to recruit them into his army. <laughs> or he just sits there and stares at them. So then there's another ghost that is said to haunt the manger, and her name is Sally the Chambermaid. So Sally was a sweetheart, and everyone loved her at the Manger Hotel. She worked there for many years. Um, she especially loved her job, probably because it got her away from her very abusive common-law husband, Harry Wheeler. <laughs> Harry was jealous that Sally got so much praise and accolades at the hotel. Mm -hmm. The two would fight about it frequently, even at the hotel in front of the guests. In March of 1876, Harry had had enough. The two had a bad fight, and... He threatened to kill her. So she ran for her life to the local police station and she begged them to help her and they agreed to let her spend the night in the courthouse. In so, the poorhouse? In the queen, the courthouse. Oh, in the courthouse. Did you say, did you think I said yeah, poorhouse? pronunciation, man. Get upstairs um, with all the other divorcees, lady. Yeah, that's <laughs> where gotta, we can... You got to make a living somehow, sweet toots. <laughs> so she goes to spend the night in the courthouse. Um, the cops went to her home and they searched the property and her husband for any weapons. But they didn't find any. So they had no leverage to arrest him. Well, I just mean, like come today. on. Just like Can't today. you just like say it's my no, fist that did the damage? Nothing has changed since 1876 oh. is what we've learned. Oh. So, um, so they leave. And the next morning, Sally goes back to her house to get her things because she's going to leave Harry. Harry is there waiting for her with a loaded gun. So Sally runs out of the house and she tries to make it the two blocks to the Manger Hotel where she'll be safe. But Harry was able to catch up to her, grab her by the throat, and shoot her. She did not die right away. She was brought to the Manger Hotel where she held on for a few days, but eventually she did pass away from her wounds. So this is the weird part of this story is that he, her husband was never found. Nobody really knows what happened to him. I think he just walked away and they just didn't find him. Mrs. Manger was so devastated by the loss of Sally that she actually paid for her funeral ex expenses. The receipt for her grave was um, $25 and her coffin was $7. This all happened in 1876 and the receipt for her funeral can still be found in the lobby of the Manger Hotel, which is sad. But anyway, that's her backstory and she actually still haunts the hotel. People see her doing chambermaid type activities. She can be found holding towels to her chest, folding sheets, and passing effortlessly through walls. She is typically seen on the third floor of the original part of the hotel, which is the same area in which she passed away. That is so sad. It's so sad. So there is another ghost in the hotel, and he appears as a red glowing orb. It is believed to be the spirit of a very successful businessman named Richard King. 
He loved the Minger Hotel so much that when he became stricken with stomach cancer in 1885, he requested to be brought to the hotel to his own personal suite that the hotel had bestowed upon him due to his frequent stays. So he had nice. his very own room there. That was pretty cool. He died there and is said to haunt his suite specifically, making people feel watched and appearing as a red glowing orb. The I suite- wonder I wonder why he's not appearing as himself, but as an orb. I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. The suite is known as the Keen Ranch Suite. So if you ever decide to go to San Antonio and stay there, you can request to stay in that room. Footsteps can be heard walking around in the room when it is empty. Shutters on the windows open and close by themselves. And Keen's apparition has been spotted roaming the hallways on the second floor and disappearing through doorways. Ooh. Ooh. In addition to these stories, the Menger has also had its share of murders and suicides. One murder occurred in 1890 when an insurance agent murdered a hack driver, which essentially is a taxi cab driver. He walked up to the bar, pulled out his gun, and fired it right into the man. No reason for the murder was ever given. In 1903, a man arrived in San Antonio. He was very sick, and he was hoping that the warm climate in San Antonio was going to help him get better. But it did not help him get better, so he ended up committing suicide by going into his room and slitting his own throat. Oh, my gosh. Did he have, like, tuberculosis or something? That's what I'm thinking, but the story didn't specify what he had. Wow. So these ghosts and the events that led to the end of their lives have been replayed and witnessed by many guests in the hotel. So this whole, you know, dramatic violence, it just sounds like there's still a battle going on. Yeah, I know. It's Well, first of all, the Alamo happened there. Right. Um, then you've had a hotel that was only built 23 years later, and it used to be a hospital where people died. Right. And then there was a fire, and then there were murders and suicides. And, I mean, there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened around this And hotel. just, like, random violence, And too. random violence, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's, it's super haunted. A, it's yeah. such a hotbed. So Vanessa, my coworker, told me when she goes there with her family on vacation, she's going to capture a ghost picture for me. Awesome. So when she brings that back, we'll have to take a look at that. Is she going to stay in the King Ranch room? I don't know. I didn't ask her. I, I want to see what a red orb looks like. I know. I know. Well, there's, I have a second story. Oh, great. And it also has an orb in it as well. Awesome. So it's I kind love of how a, two four, a two four hotel orb situation. <laughs> so my second story is from another coworker. Her name is Sarah. And Sarah suggested the St. James Hotel of Cimarron, New Mexico. So the St. James Hotel was built in 1872 in Cimarron, New Mexico. It was built by a guy named Henri Lambert. He actually had worked as a personal chef to President Abraham Lincoln. um, And he actually was his chef all the way up to his assassination. After that, he moved to New Mexico. So he moved there and he ended up building this structure, this inn. He called it the Lambert Inn after his own name. Um, And many, and it was actually, it was part of the very frontier of the wild, wild west when it was built. So it had a very violent reputation. A lot of people died there. And in fact, 26 men were shot and killed at the saloon of the hotel. Oh my word. It was, it had a pretty good reputation. Many of the locals there would ask each morning, who was killed at Lambert's last night? Because it was that common for people to get murdered there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So it actually attracted a lot of famous cowboys. Like Jesse James? Yes. Um, he was one of them. Wyatt Earp, his brother Morgan Earp, 
Jesse James, who always stayed in room 14, and he signed under his alias, which was R.H. Howard. Robert Ford, who was the man who would eventually kill Jesse James, also stayed there. Um, Buffalo Bill Cody met Annie Oakley at the hotel, and nice. they planned their Wild West shows there. I love um, Annie Oakley. Mm-hmm. Doc Holliday, Billy the Kid, all of them stayed there. So if you were a famous person back in the Wild Wild West days, you would go to the St. James Hotel, though at the time it was called the Lambert Inn. So there you go. Very famous people would frequent that place. The hotel stayed really busy because it was on the popular Santa Fe Trail. But when the gold mines started to dry up and the gold miners stopped coming and the railroads came through, the Santa Fe Trail was no longer popular and the hotel lost business and soon fell into disrepair. When the roof was replaced in 1901, the workers found more than 400 bullet holes in the ceiling above the bar. That's how much fun there was at the St. James Hotel. Oh, my gosh. So they were just like randomly when they get drunk, they'd be like, let's Woo! shoot some ceiling, yep. guys. Boom, 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 boom. Let's hope there's no one above us. Yeah. Well, there was an extra layer of wood over the ceiling, which prevented the bullets from striking and killing anyone in the upstairs part of the hotel. It's remarkable they built it that way. I wonder if it was like they advertised were, as a shooting range. If they prepared it like that on purpose. Come to our hotel and you can shoot indoors. Yes. For fun. For fun. So after Henri and his wife passed away, the hotel was sold and sold again, changed hands many times. And finally, in not until 1985, it was renovated and brought back to its former glory. As the James? Um, as the St. James Hotel. As the St. James Hotel. I don't know exactly when it changed names, but it was really put a lot of love and care into it, not until 1985. So it was quite a ways after they died before it really came back. Um, it is said that the second floor of the hotel is the most haunted. Ooh, what's happening there? This is where it gets fun because this is where the other orb comes into our story. The most haunted room is room 18, which is the hotel, which the hotel staff actually keeps locked. They don't let anybody into that room. It is that haunted. Okay. Why are they not letting people in that room? They'd make so much money. Oh my God, right? It is said to be haunted by a spirit named Thomas James Wright. Not to be confused with Frank, Frank Lloyd Wright Lloyd, or Ellen Wright, Lloyd Webber. Wright, Webber, Wright. <laughs> Wright had a lucky hand at poker one night and he won the rights to the hotel. But on the way to his room, he was shot in the back just as he was entering his room. He collapsed into the room and he slowly bled to death. That's cowardly. Whoever know, shoots right? you in the back is a coward. Totally. Well, this made his spirit very angry to go out like that. So his angry spirit still lives in room 18. Is he a red orb too? Uh, he's orange. Right? Oh. One owner said something pushed her down while she was in room 18, and she also saw an angry orange light floating in the upper corner. No one is allowed to stay in the room, and not many people have been allowed to even enter the room. The room itself has a reputation that ties it to a number of mysterious deaths that have occurred there, though I could not find any information on what those deaths were. So Henry Lambert's wife is said to haunt room 17. Her name is Mary Elizabeth, and she gave birth to all of her children at the hotel, but she also died there herself in December of 1926. Why would you give birth to all your children in a hotel? Well, there probably wasn't a hospital nearby. And back in those days, women gave birth all over the place. Like, they didn't have to go into a hospital well, That's to right. Do that. They had midwives and stuff. Yeah, they just squatted down out in the bush. And, and they just hey, made them. <laughs> look, I had to go to the bathroom. Turns out I just needed to have a baby. They Here just, you go, honey. They just made them bite like a wooden spoon. Yeah. It was but all very haven't um, you barbaric. Heard, haven't you heard those stories like um, 
that, you know, Native American women, when they were to have a baby, they go out into the woods and squat down and have it because it's more natural for the baby to come out via gravity versus laying on your back like us women do nowadays where we lay in a hospital bed. You just go and you let it come out naturally. You know so much about childbirth. Right? Considering the fact that I've never had a child, will never have a child. Isn't that interesting? I know. Okay. You must have researched it and then convinced yourself. I'm pretty sure. I'm never going to have a child after reading this. Well, I figured that out in high school when they made us watch the birth video. Didn't they make you watch that? Oh, I thought you were going to say they made you watch Rosemary's Baby. I was like, (laughs) you poor thing. Well, I've seen that too. But no, I was the, um, it was the video where you watch a woman giving birth. And every girl in that class slid as far down their seats as she possibly could and be like, no, no. They didn't have that in the school I went to. Really? We never had sex education, period. What school did you go to? Uh, Well, okay. How do you know what sex is if you didn't go to those classes, Carol? I mean, come on. Mary Elizabeth, her perfume can be smelled in room 17. And there is a constant rapping when when someone leaves her window open. Her apparition has also been seen in the halls outside. There's also reports of a dwarf-like old man that is said to play tricks on the staff. He moves objects to locations that they do not belong in. It is also reported that things fall off the walls and shelves. The electrical equipment is unpredictable. There are cold spots throughout the inn and lights flicker on and off by themselves. The cameras will not work inside the hotel, but will work fine after they leave the hotel, of course. There have been stories of guests hearing screams in their rooms and have awoken to find no one there. One man even claims he stumbled into a poker game in the middle of the night with men that he t- was told the next morning were never in the hotel. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Ghost poker players. Yep. I love it. And did sweet. he see their cards? He walked in and they, they, he asked how much to get in. They said $20 and he decided to leave because he didn't have enough money. Right. But then when he went down later in the evening or the next day, he told the... Um, the person at the desk, oh, yeah, they were having that poker game up there last night. She goes, sir, you're the only person up there. <laughs> <laughs> you were there playing was, with yourself there was again, no poker obviously. game up there. Yeah. <laughs> so the hotel has actually been featured on Unsolved Mysteries and A Current Affair. It features 13 historic rooms, and it has an annex with an additional 10 rooms. The hotel has antique chandeliers, velvet drapes, thick carpets covering its old wooden floors. I love velvet drapes. Brocade wallpaper. And many of the original furnishings of the hotel still. They also have their old registers that have many of the names of the historic characters who have stayed there. There are no phones or radios or televisions in the 14 rooms of the main hotel. However, the 10 rooms in the annex do have all of those things. The old saloon. I bet those get sold out fast. Yeah, right? The old saloon, which is now used as the hotel's dining room, still holds the original antique bar. And the ceiling actually still has 22 of the bullet holes that were left from the original 400. That was a great story, Holly. And the wild, wild west was a crazy place. So I wanted to do hotels that, you know, were... These were good suggestions from my coworkers. They're great. When I researched them both, I'm like, oh, yeah, both of these would work totally. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. That was great to have some suggestions. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening. Hey, can we put down in the show the name of your Wi-Fi and your password? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about you, Carol. you got a single friend. Think about others, okay? But you're not living with me. (laughs) Yes, I am. You just don't know that. (laughs) 
I'm not the old And you don't Holly. have your laptop going while I'm telling my story. That's right. Because last time, remember, I was rude and I looked up your story while you were telling it and I tried to take it I over. I was so sad. <laughs> I was so, so sad. And it seems he en- Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're going to have a rough night because I haven't practiced my stories either. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out right now. Don't freak out. It's going to be okay. Oh, no. My iPad is so haunted. What Did it just not, destroy your story? It's not the story I wrote. It's not the story I wrote. Dude, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. It's eating my brain, whatever it is. <laughs> A report that every president since William H. Taft. (laughs) (laughs) Furball. Did you know that George Washington had washing women who washed his underwear when he went west? Did you just make that up? You guys, I can only go like two sentences. (laughs) It's okay. There's also seen a ghost at a... I'm just saying she's obviously got more powers than the other ghosts. Did she have a bouquet of bananas on top of her head? <laughs> oh my God, Ollie. <laughs> it's the Chiquita, Chiquita banana lady. I didn't think about that. Did, did Chiquita banana die? <laughs> Do you remember what the most current ghost stories were on Yelp? Like how recent people have seen them? There was one 2019. Really? In July, and she just said, um, just to let you know, this this hotel is haunted. She's like, I was in my hotel room and heard banging. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. I bet she did. Oh, my God. That came out so (laughs) wrong. Was there a ghostly moan with the bang sound? She heard some banging. (laughs) <laughs> and she said there was some clam juice left outside. <laughs> nectar in the evening, nectar in the morning, nectar at dinner time. Are you fighting a cold? I don't know what it is. Huh. Yeah. Do you want some <laughs> hot clam nectar? <laughs> Hurry up. Oh, shit. This is just so painful. He named his new business the Western Western Brewery. And it was the Say first fuck. Pole dancing <laughs> there started at the firehouse. You scooch on Who up knew? there. Yeah. Who knew that this was all the result of the firemen? No, it's no. She was staying at the courthouse, not the firehouse. <laughs> <laughs> there are no poles in the courthouse. <laughs> and it wasn't the whorehouse either. They just told her to get out of her own house and go to this other house called the courthouse. <laughs> no, no. We want you to go to the firehouse. The there fire- you go. Let's. The Let's firemen are going to teach you how to dance on the That's pool. right. <laughs> Did you have cafe yum tonight? Uh, no. That would be coming out the other end if that were true. You know, every orifice has, <laughs> it, has its day. Has its story. Wayanus can talk. Okay. One <laughs> How do you know what sex is if you didn't go to those classes, Carol? I mean, come on. I don't know how I found out. I think my brother accidentally, like, got free cable one time. I was gonna say from the box outside, gotta cut, and I we think gotta I cut watched that. a lot of shows. We gotta cut that. You can't say I don't know how I found out about sex. I think my brother dot dot dot. <laughs> Carol, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can't we can't even go there. 
will get in so much trouble. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode.